Andrew Bruce, Daddy Gumbo. Thank you very much for joining us here today. My understanding is that you guys have some very cool data software that is revolutionizing the oil and gas industry. So much so I heard about it out in the Bakken, thought I'd give you guys a call. What's going on with uh, Data Gumbo and everything you guys have going on? Well, uh, yeah, very excited about uh, the work that we're doing with uh, the blockchain consortium, uh, the OSC blockchain consortium. Um, being able to take a 14-step process uh, with lots of manual manual inputs and uh, data dispute opportunities and being able to automate the whole process and turn it into a, essentially a three-step process. So uh, very excited about the opportunity and um, basically further proof of uh, what we're trying to do with uh, blockchain as a service. Blockchain. Now, that's something that we've heard about the last couple of years. It kind of made a push a couple of years ago, and then it went away. Here, we're starting to see it again that it's actually being implemented with some contracts and some real companies, and it's more than an idea. It's now an implementation. Talk to me a little bit about uh, the evolution of blockchain over the past past few years. Well, I think that a lot of people got blockchain confused with cryptocurrencies. So, cryptocurrencies need blockchain, but blockchain does not need cryptocurrencies. So, I think that the kind of big flash in the pan was about around cryptocurrencies and you know, everybody getting excited about Bitcoin and Ethereum and all those other other cryptocurrencies. But uh, the real the real meat behind uh, behind it all is the blockchain infrastructure and being able to use that to provide transparency and trust between multiple parties, especially when you tie it in with IoT or Internet of Things data to trigger the terms of the contracts. So uh, you can have, you can use the blockchain infrastructure to ensure that nobody can change um, any of the data, and you can use the IoT data to trigger the terms of the contract, which is pre-agreed. So that's what enables you to automate the whole process. Now, this blockchain consortium that I'm, I'm looking at the press release here, the story has Chevron, Conoco, Exxon, uh, Royal Dutch Shell, among others. Uh, you're a part of this, right? That's that's. What what you basically you guys are in charge of here, and and that's going to basically bring the oil and gas industry to the next level. Am I reading this story right? No, no, no. We're not part of it. So the it was started by Equinor actually. So Rebecca Hoffman from Equinor, okay, and uh, J D. Frankie from ConocoPhillips, so the co-chairs. And so there's the ten the ten um, board members, and those are the companies that you reeled off right there. Um, and so we're just the provider to enable. Uh, they've got four use cases that they've identified for 2019, and we're um, undertaking the, the one for the water haulage. So you guys are the, are the, for lack of better term, are the basically the software that's going to be making all this work? The technology, yeah, the technology, that's what I'm getting at. Oh, so you no, guys are the smartest guys in the room. You guys, you, 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 everybody else makes the decisions, but you guys are the ones that are going to be putting together all the, all the software and all the technology that's going to make this whole thing work, huh? Yeah. So we basically encode the terms of the the contract that they, that the different companies have, and connect to the data sources and automate the process. So, yeah. So th- what interests me a little bit. Uh, from the oil and gas side of things, we try to do things from a 5,000-foot view. We've been tracking this for a while, um, the blockchain, cryptocurrency. And I'm really glad you pointed the out, out that there's a difference between the two because I think 
a lot of it just got lumped into the average person. And so when one of them had a good news day, they all did. And one of them had a bad news day, they all did too. How much education was involved on your side of things involved with this? A tremendous amount. Probably 75% of my last three years of my life has been spent on education and you know, explaining, you know, okay, blockchain is this kind of vague term that people really can't really get their hand around, handled around. But um, I think that, you know, to the, to the credit of the consortium, they've done an amazing job of um, really spearheading the adoption and the explanation and education. So we've, you know, it's not just us carrying the ball alone anymore. Now you've got people like this consortium um, who are doing a very good job of getting out their presentations and helping to promote, uh, you know, the blockchain solution and explaining that, you know, it's, we're not talking about cryptocurrency. We're talking about the, the use of blockchain to solve very, very real problems um, and, and drive, I mean, what a, at the end of the day, massive efficiencies. I mean, they're talking about you know, 25% efficiency improvement in um, just the water example we're talking about. So uh, it, the, the, the financial returns are significant. And so, like I said, the, the consortium's done a great job of uh, presenting the, the use case. And we, you know, we, we also obviously been helping with that and you know, going out there and presenting this is, this is what blockchain is. These are use cases you can you can think about for using blockchain. This is how blockchain can be applied. Um, so yeah, it's, I think people are turning the corner now. They understand it. So it's now it's a matter of uh, execution. Andrew Bruce is our guest, Data Gumbo, and the consortium that we've referenced a few times, the OOC Oil and Gas Blockchain Consortium. And I'm reading a story here from Reuters whose members include Chevron Corp, ConocoPhillips, ExxonMobil, Royal Dutch Shell, among others. So just to clarify, they, they, they were the ones that put together this consortium and then basically said, hey, who's got an idea of the technology that's going to best use what we're trying to do? You guys were awarded the contract. Is that right? So these guys were the ones that put the consortium yep. together and then you guys got the contract? So is I don't know if you know this or not, but to me that seems like a proactive approach from the oil and gas industry. I don't know a lot of other industries that are using blockchain outside of maybe a technology industry like ag industry or you know municipalities or something along those lines. Do you work with any other industries besides the energy industry? It's a pilot. I should mention um, also in the story, it's mentioning that this data gumbo to pilot the technology for water handling services in the Bakken shale field in North Dakota. Uh, do you talk to me a little bit about some of the other industries or other areas that you guys are doing uh, this blockchain with, or is this your first? No, so we're working with uh, several other projects. Uh, it's all right now, it's all oil and gas, but if you think of commodity haulers, so in this example we're talking about with the consortium, it's water, but it could equally well be crude oil or chemicals or any any bulk commodity, sand, it could be any bulk commodity. Um, and clearly there's transportation involved, which is trucking um, in this case, but it could be trucking. Uh, we've got some uh, use cases we worked on for uh, crude, crude um, shipments. Uh, so basically what our strategy is, is to work with the oil and gas companies and then follow the supply chain, which gets you into uh, logistics very quickly, so any kind of uh, shipping or transportation of uh, of objects, and then you also got provenance. So 
you prove where a piece of something came from, so a piece of steel, or uh, so you know, if you want to track a piece of equipment and all the all the repair records for that piece of equipment, and you want to track, track provenance of the steel all the way back to the steel mill, those are other examples that we've looked at. And uh, so, to answer your question, basically following the supply chain up and down uh, the hydrocarbon supply chain, all the way from seismic data through. Um, the drilling through the transportation, trading, and then ultimately to the end use where you're delivering lubricants to a, a retail shop. So it's, it's all up and down the supply chain. I've tried to get a handle on the cryptocurrencies over the past several years. Of course, you got Bitcoin as the main uh, attention grabber and name recognition. There's a bunch of other ones, too. I think Ethereum is one that comes to mind. Um, how many different cryptocurrencies are you guys going to be using here for this blockchain technology in the Bakken, or is it just a, a specific kind? Or talk to me a little bit about that slice of it. Yeah, there is zero cryptocurrency. So we don't need any cryptocurrency. We don't promote any cryptocurrency. There's nothing wrong with uh, you know, good old U.S. dollars or Norwegian krona or whatever else currency you want to use. So it's much more about confirming the terms of execution of a contract um, and then ma making payments using normal currency. You don't need a cryptocurrency for any reason at all, so we don't use any. And there's no mining. You don't have to do any mining for proof of work because you're proving that uh, the transaction occurred using IoT data and then you're confirming uh, with all the different counterparties in a consensus algorithm that everybody's got the exact same copy of, the, of all the proof you need to, to prove the transaction. Just a couple more so, questions left yeah, with. No the, oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, just a couple more questions. Andrew Bruce, the chief executive with Data Gumbo. Um, how accepting is the industry on this? Do you see this? Uh, this is a pilot out in the Bakken. So, uh, talk to me about the next steps. You know, I mean, a pilot means that they're serious about it, but they need to check out a few things first. So, where, where, where are we at with this? I think we're um, we're we're doing a pilot for for this project, but um, one one point of, uh, is that you know first of all the consortium owns the IP to the contract, which is very interesting. So I think that you know it's, it's a kind of a new model of how how these companies are going to start working with each other. Um, obviously, there's uh, there's no indication or 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 even allusion to any kind of uh, um, collaboration that you wouldn't you wouldn't want to have. Um, but if you can standardize templates, contract templates, and then use that to drive efficiencies, then that that's going to be good. And once you know, we've got two or three of these things working in the field and and working in production, I think you're going to see a very rapid adoption of um, of the technology because, it, like I said, it has such a big financial gain at the end of it. And that was kind of what one of the, the other. I mean, the other. Yep. Go ahead. The, the other point to make is that it, it, it's a win-win for both service companies and for the operators. So it's not. It's not like this is something that the oil companies have come up with and are going to use it to beat everybody else over the head with. They get uh, financial value from it because they get transparency of operations. They only pay for performance, which is actually delivered, um, and they can manage their spend better. But the service companies can then. Uh, get paid on time because there's an automated transaction based on the terms 
agreed with their customers um, and they actually get, do get paid for performance that they do deliver. So uh, now you can start negotiating interesting discounts for early payments and it, it streamlines the whole uh, process. And then, like I said, it's a win-win for all parties. It's not like one party wins and the other one loses. That was the one thing in the press release that stood out to me. $3.7 billion annually in cost savings for the oil and gas water business is what you guys calculated. Uh, you, you named a few reasons there, but but if you wouldn't mind, you know, take this opportunity and explain, you know, why you're saving $3.7 billion annually just in the water side of the oil and gas business. Well, because it's a, it's a, it's a complex uh, manual process. So uh, you pick up water, you get, you sign a field ticket, which gets put in a pickle jar somewhere. Um, and then there's an invoice generated then there's a, there's a dispute over that invoice and there's a whole you know, manual process of who, who has delivered what and who has picked up what and who, who has, and who's proved it, who's signed it, where's the field ticket, do, do, does my data match your data? No, it doesn't. Okay, now we've got a dispute. Um, and the whole process is fraught with opportunities for um, error. And so what we, what we can do is, like I said, that's a 14-step process, uh, which is incredibly, it's got three, three loops in it for areas of dispute, which can be you know, boiled down to a three-step process. Uh, so think of uh, think of the pumping gas into your car. You go and swipe your credit card, you pump gas, and you leave. That's how it should be. So uh, you pick up water, and uh, and you deliver water to the saltwater disposal well, and the payment is made. You don't need any other steps in the process. So that's the kind of efficiency improvement we're talking about, is as simple as pumping gas. What's next for you guys after this pilot program? Um, are you looking at other shale plays, other industries within the same uh, Bakken area? What's uh, what's kind of, I mean, or is it just this and see where it goes? No, no, I don't know if you saw the announcement, but we are partnering, partnering with Antelope Water Management. Um, so they have a water processing facility they're setting up in the Permian. Uh, so we're actively getting, getting ready to support their their whole business model. We're, we're automating performance contracts for a couple of large operators and, and service companies. Uh, so we're, we've got multiple different implementations going. This is just one of them. It's not, it's not the only one. So just keep on going. Just keep on um, broadening the network of people who are interconnected because what we believe is that a, a blockchain, imagine, imagine if you're, you're, you're the only guy in the world with a fax machine. Um, and nobody else, the fax machine would be useless. And if you're the only person with a blockchain and nobody else is connected to the same net network as you are, then it's useless. So uh, we are building a network of people who are interconnected using the same network and can use it to automate the, the execution. So um, after this, is well, it's continuing doing what we're already doing, which is build our network of interconnected companies. How can people get in? Uh, who can use... I was going to ask, how can people get in touch with you if they want to be part of this network? Andrew at datagumbo.com. That's easy enough. Andrew at datagumbo.com. Yep. 
Outstanding. Uh, okay, and then final thoughts, final words, anything we missed, anything you want to reiterate? What, what do you want people to remember from this interview? I'd like them to remember that blockchain is not a big complicated thing. You can call us this afternoon, we can set you up with a blockchain node, and you can start negotiating contracts with people who are already in the network already. So you don't have so you can just subscribe to a service and start using blockchain to drive efficiency for your operations. You don't have to build a blockchain. You don't have to figure out you know, which blockchain to use. You can just subscribe to a service, and if you don't like it, you unplug it, and you haven't lost anything. So it's, it's easy, and the, the cost uh, savings are tremendous. Potential cost savings are tremendous.